Three, two, one. Welcome to Long Run Radio. Let's run. Hi, runners. Welcome to NYRR Coaching Lab Long Run Radio. I am Coach Josh. And I'm Coach Gordon. And if you haven't started your run yet, go ahead, start your watch, start your engines. We are going to be here for the next 60 minutes at uh, Long Run Radio as your long run companions for your training for the TCS New York City Marathon. And each week, we're here discussing topics specific to your long run. And as, as we've been doing, we're going to continue to provide training education, we're going to talk motivation, and we'll finish with sharing our favorite TCS New York City Marathon moments as coaches, athletes, and fans of the historic race. And every 15 minutes, we check in physically, mentally, to keep you on track on your long run. So today, we are going to focus on celebrating recovery. Such an important topic. Yes, it is. So before we get started, we're going to have our first check-in. So you guys are doing great. And what you want to keep in mind as you ease into this long run is to just stay really relaxed and really confident and comfortable. This should not be at a pace that you feel like you can't sustain. And you know, you guys are getting stronger and as you start to get stronger and feel more confident building our training and holding our efforts for longer and longer periods, you're going to, that's just gonna keep on building on itself. So that confidence and strength that you feel, that is for real because it's physical and it is also in your head because your mind is getting stronger as well. So just keep up the good work on this long run and throughout your training. Absolutely. I love it. So we are talking recovery today. And one of the most important takeaways there is more is not necessarily better. All right, less is more. It is a difficult concept, I think, to fully embrace, but we are uh, hopefully going to um, share some tips and stories to convince you to add some more rest and recovery um, into your marathon training. I love it. So, I love it, Coach Josh. This is one of my favorite topics, so I'm eager yes, to get me started. Too. Who doesn't Great. love rest and recovery? Absolutely. I, you know, I ask, who doesn't love it? I know. <laughs> so I have heard this um, multiple times from runners, and, I, and I'm guessing you have uh, as well, Coach Gordon. Mm -hmm. runner, a runner runs a race, um, you know, often a big race, a marathon, um, and – uh, maybe they don't quite hit their goal. Something doesn't go um, as planned. And I, I often hear this as the takeaway. I didn't do enough. I didn't work hard enough. I didn't run enough miles. I got to do more. I have to do more speed work. I have to do more tempo. I have to do more hills. I have to do more strength, more cross training, more, 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 more. Yeah. And... That that's sometimes that's hard to hear um, as a coach because I think in many cases that 
is not necessarily going to help them hit their goal. And that may actually move them further from their goal. Right. No, I, I get it. I've been there myself as an athlete. I've yes. certainly been there as a Me coach too. on the receiving end of, you know, it, it almost is like a knee jerk reaction for some people. I didn't do as well as I hoped, you know, whatever, however they're defining as well as, um, therefore I have to work harder. And, you know, it, it, it makes sense if you think of, you know, the races that you do as sort of tests, it's like, well, what do you say to your kid when they get a 70 on an algebra mm. exam? Say, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't study hard enough. You didn't, you know, do all the homeworks. You didn't do enough, 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 just like mm-hmm. you were saying. So I think you're right that runners tend to take that mindset of like, I've got to do more and apply it when they have what they may see as a not great uh, test, you know, outcome right. in race. So I'm with you. I've heard that and, and honestly been there myself. Right. And, and that is, that is a, and, and I have as well, I had definitely experienced that. And even, even knowing that, that you, more is not always better. I, I, I sometimes fall into that same line of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that school and studying analogy is so perfect because I mean, let's be honest, sometimes that is the case that we didn't study enough. Um, or it could be that um, the goal was was unrealistic, was unattainable. And in week 15, we talked all about goal setting. So definitely um, go back and listen to that um, episode if you need a refresher or, or you missed it, um, all about goal setting. Um, but what, you know, what if like, you know, using that school analogy, what if instead we were, we were like, yeah, you might need to study differently. Um, but you also like, how was your sleep? Were you sleeping enough? Because we know from research, like sleep is so important for learning, (laughs) for learning and training is a type of learning. It's physical and it's mental. It's, it's whole body learning. Um, and we, we, like the learning sticks when we rest properly and fully and, and sleep is a huge part of that. And there's more to it, but, um, but I love the school analogy and I think that's, that's so appropriate. And, and, and so we're really talking about shifting from a do more of this one thing. And instead we're saying, well, look at the whole picture and, you might need to do more, but it might be more of something else, um, or it might be doing something differently. Right. Um, exactly. So yeah, I think um, I think that there's there's a lot of questions. You know, I think that like post race, and you can also do this in the middle of your training. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't have to just be after a, a goal race, but looking at how many, how much are you running? What's the volume? How many days? How many hours per week? How many hard days per week? Um, you know, I think um, we 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 always want to we always want to look at that um, as far as um, not just days per week, but like if you're running four days a week and every single one of those is a hard effort, so it's either a speed work or a tempo or a long run. Um, that's too much, too much. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, just to interject, you are all following the, uh, the run coach 
um, training program. And that should be set up to include all the elements that you need. Um, Absolutely. Intersperse them with rest and recovery, because that is another element that you need. So if your first response, your first thought, it, when you have you know a race that doesn't go exactly as you had hoped and, and thought it was going to go, is, oh, I need to do more. Um, mm-hmm. look at, look at your training, you know, look at that, what you've done and also what, what is coming up. And if you're following the program, uh, you should have faith in that program. You should trust mm-hmm. that the coaches have designed that, um, following, you know, very, very, um, solid research on what's needed in order mm-hmm. to complete a marathon, um, at, at the level that you want to complete it. Um, you know, so maybe you didn't, you didn't follow the program to the letter and that's okay. You know, you know, mm-hmm. one follows a training program absolutely perfectly. Um, maybe actually you did too much, you know, if there's a range, you tended to go too too much toward the higher end of the range. Um, maybe you're not mm-hmm. complete. Of the pace range. Of you the mean pace range. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. The yep. pace range. Um, you know, maybe you're, you know, um, yeah, maybe you're, you're, you you need to, you know, circle back with your coach and say, am I, am I doing too much? Am I, you know, like following this, like a little bit too enthusiastically? Mm. So, you know, certainly have those conversations. That's what your, your coaching lab uh, by run coach coaches are there for. Um, but don't immediately, as Josh said, jump to the conclusion that, oh, I need to do more. I need to add another workout. I need to do longer long runs. I need to do it fast. That's right. So, cause yeah, the recovery is where, is where the magic happens. You know, yep. you actually are like less fit after a really hard workout. Exactly. Um, it's the recovery that, that, uh, you know, kind of, um, solidifies the benefits of, of the training that you've done. That's right. That's right. And if you find I, you're, you're absolutely right. Trust the training. And if you do find that you're, skipping every week pretty much or you know most weeks you're skipping a workout because you just don't have the time and and or maybe you even don't have the energy and you just find like well I'm going to drop one workout I just can't fit it in and it's always the easy run um or a recovery run that you're dropping that's also an indication that you you might want to adjust your training plan and you can adjust the settings so that maybe your plan actually just has you running one fewer day and your plan will adjust automatically um, and you can talk to you you can reach out to a coach and and make sure that you do this um, properly because those those recovery days are there for a reason and you don't want to skip them right. and again obviously we don't we we all miss runs here and there and and that is We've talked about that before, and that's part of it. Um, but if you're consistently just skipping an easy run, um, you probably want to adjust your plan because those are really important. And you, and just like you said, you don't want to run them too fast. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it. If you run every single easy run too fast, I think it's very likely that you will reach a point of doing too much, and that could turn into it could look in like a, a lot of different things, just like a lot of fatigue. It could look like just like loss of interest in running. It could potentially be an injury. Right. Um, or it could mean that your your goal is too easy for you. If you can just crush every easy, you know, if you're just like going way above and beyond and you're like, well, this is so easy. I, you know, I'm, this marathon training is nothing. It's like, well, maybe your your goal, again, like we talked about, goal setting is important. Um, maybe your goal is not 
quite challenging enough for you. Right. And again, your coach is going to be able to, to help you with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like to say on recovery run days, there's no such thing as too easy. You know, mm-hmm. whatever feels just really relaxed for you, definitely conversational. So if you can do mm-hmm. those with someone else, if they're not going to drag you along too quickly, um, you know, having a companion for your easy runs is, is really nice because you can have a nice yeah. conversation where you get to the end. And you're like, wow, you know, I didn't even almost didn't even feel like I was running at all. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm nice and sweaty and happy now. Um, but, you know, it should not stress you. You should not be breathing heavily. You should not be, you know, dreading it before or feeling, mm-hmm. like, oh, goodness, we're finally done when you finish it. It should be pleasant, you know, really, really, really nice. So, yeah, that's that's the feeling that you want to have. And then you'll be ready and eager mentally and, you know, um, able to to hit your uh, your goal efforts and paces um, and distances on on the hard days. That's right. That's right. Exactly. And that's what it's really all about. It's to be able to do your best and reach your potential on the hard effort days. Um, so that's your long run. That's your speed work. That's your tempo uh, workout. Um, if we're always sort of running at this pretty high level as far as effort, we we aren't able to recover enough to have a quality um, workout mm-hmm. on sort of the the key workout days. Um, and that's, and that's really the key. And that's sort of the, the theory behind speed work, the speed work that you're doing where we run intervals, alternating hard and easy, uh, you know, maybe two minutes on 30 seconds, easy or one minute easy. That's the same idea. It's so that we can recover enough and run, um, a quality workout without overstressing the body. So that we yep. can come back tomorrow and come back two days later and still continue on with our marathon training. Yep. And, and an I easy day, to, a recovery yes, day is the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Every Everything has a purpose. Um, and, you know, you, you can't really game the system by trying to, like, circumvent the the purposes of, of your different runs. And, and Coach Josh, That's you right. mentioned research earlier. So just to, to uh, amplify that a little bit, this is not just something that Coach Josh and I made up. The research, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the labs, um, on real people, uh, thousands of real people, there are many, many studies that support this, you know, this method of interspersing hard, re- hard runs, hard workouts, long runs, you know, what you're doing today, uh, races, etc., with easy, easy days. And that includes rest days, days when you aren't, aren't running at all. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, so that it, it, it just is scientifically proven that the benefits of your training accrue when you allow yourself to recover. So it's a hundred percent, not optional. It's mandatory. (laughs) That's right. That is right. You tell it. All right. I love it. We're 15 minutes in. So time for our next check-in is flying by. Recovery is coming later, all right? So you have, you have that to look forward to. If it's helpful for you, you can, you can just look forward to all the recovering that you're going to do later. Um, and otherwise, let's focus. Let's bring our focus back 
to how we're running right now. You're out here on the road. You have done some recovery this past week. I am I am sure about it. And you are ready to have your best long run today. So great work on that. And let's just talk quickly about your fueling. Hopefully you brought something to eat, um, to fuel. Uh, maybe it's a sports drink. Maybe it is some kind of um, easy to digest energy um, food. And so if you brought something, make a quick plan to have that fuel before the fuel tank is empty. Okay, so maybe it's 30 minutes, maybe it's every 40 minutes or 45 minutes, make a quick plan. If you didn't bring anything, anything, that's okay. okay. Maybe you can stop at a store quickly on your way, or at least be sure on your next long run to have some fuel ready so that you can have your best long run possible and also start practicing for the fueling you'll do on race day. All right, so keep it up. Practice, practice, that's right. Normalize what you will do on race day. That's what this is all about. All right, let's get back to our training talk. Okay, so just expanding a bit on this topic of recovery, and you touched on this a little bit, Coach Josh, um, you know, sort of the comparison trap that we can fall into and how that sabotage our recovery efforts. Um, When you run a race, often you're not the only one out there. Lots of other Mm. people ran the race and maybe your training buddy ran the race and he, she, they had an excellent race. And you're like, wait a minute, what happened? You know, how come they had such a good race? I'm Mm going to do exactly what they're doing. Yes. Throw my training plan out the window Obviously, mm-hmm. it's not working. Um, you know, so you quiz them. You know, how many long runs have you done? What kind of speed work are you doing? You know, every mm-hmm. you know everything, and it's like it, it's not going to work for you. You know, your training plan, mm-hmm. um, especially if you're you're following, you know, the the customized plans that that uh, um, are available through uh, Coaching Lab, is 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 the best plan for you. It has taken into account your fitness level, your goals, where you're at right now. So the answer pretty much a hundred percent of the time, I want to say, you know, let's be a little conservative. 99.9% of the time is keep doing what you're doing. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Unless as we talked about earlier, you need to actually cut back and, you know, build in more recovery. Um, Definitely don't just willy nilly start following the plans of, of other people Um, you don't know in most cases exactly what they've been doing. You definitely don't know how they're feeling. You Mm. probably have very limited information about, you know, their overall running background, you know, how they got into it, you know, how many injuries they've had when they had them, all that sort of stuff. Um, So you need to really continue to do you. And I wanted to just share a story um, for some of these stories. I go way back into the archives. I talk about, (laughs) Things like life before Strava. So <laughs> what? I'm going to do that today. I know Strava. We love it or whatever uh, technology we use to, That's right. to keep track of our, our mileage and, and share that with other people. That's, that's uh-huh. um, a big thing these days. But it wasn't always. We didn't we didn't always have uh, GPS technology at our disposal as runners. Um, mm-hmm. 
So long before that, really long before the internet, um, mm. you can imagine that there was um, there was there still was Runner's World magazine, yay, founded yes. way back in 1966. So I was mm. reading Runner's World starting in the late 70s and definitely all through the 80s and 90s. And they used to have this column. They may still have it. They may have moved it online and you know aligned it with Strava or whatever. It was just mm. called Training Log. And they would, uh, you know, it was a monthly magazine. So every month you'd get um, your runner's world in the mail and you'd turn to the back page and look at the training log. Hmm. And it would tell you how some, you know, professional runner, some elite runner, you know, whether it was Lynn Jennings or Juma Akanga, or I'm throwing out names that uh, may, may mean very little to those. These are great. Those <laughs> today, but they were pretty good runners back in the day. Yeah. And it would just, you know, have a little bit of text about, you know, who they are, how they got to be, you know, a gold medalist or whatever, whatever they are. And then it would have a week of their training, you know. So on Monday, I ran, you know, 14 miles at 540 pace. You know, I mean, these were like the best runners in the world. So like crazy amounts of mileage and, and paces and, you know, workouts. And, and still, I might add, following, you know, the principles that we all follow of alternating hard and easy. You wouldn't do, you know, a 20 miler one day and then, you know, 10 uh 800s at the track the next day, mm-hmm. which is which is important, you know. As an aside, uh, even the best runners in the world alternate hard days and easy days. Mm-hmm. But this was how we learned what the best runners in the world were doing, you know, because we couldn't follow them on Strava, we couldn't, you know, like follow them on any kind of social media platform. Um, we just read training log in, in runners' world, and so you know, as you can imagine, there was a lot of emulating these this this information you know saying well mm-hmm. Jennings does this and she's won an Olympic medal yeah I'm gonna do the exact thing same thing that Lynn Jennings is doing um, and there were just so many reasons not to do that you know as as you know I, I don't think I need to um, elaborate on all of them because it's what we've been talking about but you know in general it's you know Lynn Jennings is Lynn Jennings and Gordon mm. Bakoulis is Gordon Bakoulis and coach mm-hmm. Josh Wessler is Josh Wessler and you know, everyone has to to do themselves. Everyone has That's to right. find out and figure out, and the coaching lab program really helps with that. What is best for them? So I can right. cite examples from my own history where I, you know, maybe I wouldn't follow exactly what the training log people were doing, but I would say, oh, okay, well, I've never done, you know, ten by eight hundred in, you know, two thirty or something crazy. I'll try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could possibly Go for it. Do. So it was, I, I, and I, when I talked to older runners, you know, people who were um, like me aspiring to be world-class back in the day, you know, they say, Oh, I did that too. It was the worst thing. I was addicted mm. to it. You know, it was be the first page that I turned to when my mm. runner's world arrived in the mail every, every month. And, you know, I would just like gobble it up. And then funny, funny little footnote to that. I once had a conversation with one of these runners who will remain nameless, even though it's probably someone that most of you have never heard of. And I said, Uh and I told them, I said, you know, wow, I remember reading your training log back in, you know, 1988 or whatever. (laughs) She said, oh, I exaggerated that so much. Oh, wow. What? She goes, I never trained at 530 pace. That that would have killed me. But, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. 
So this is all this within the category of life before Strava because, you know, you could make stuff up. Because, That's you know, right. You know, they're off up in the mountains of Boulder or Flagstaff or, you know, Eugene or wherever they were doing their training. It was like if they said they ran 10 miles at 530 pace, it was like, who's going to question it? You know? Wow. <laughs> Don't trust everything you hear right there or everything you read. Bits of Strava these days, I would say yes. trust everything you see on social media platforms, Mm -hmm. everything with a grain of salt. And most, most, most importantly, train in the way that's best for you. Um, You you really are not going to go wrong just following a program that's been scientifically designed with your fitness in mind and, uh, you know, doesn't include crazy stuff that maybe even the people who say they are doing it are not actually doing it. (laughs) That is a helpful illustration of the need to really, really just train in the way that's best for you and absolutely celebrate the recovery that's built into your program. So relatable. Wow. Yeah. Great, (laughs) great example of that. And, and just also a reminder, like there's so many different ways to train. And so like, instead of you know, if we can figure out how to see someone else's training and instead of saying, oh, I should be doing that, instead be like, wow, that's that's awesome. There's there's so many different ways to do it. And just appreciate the diversity of training that one can do um, and sort of not take it as personally. I think maybe that's, that's what we can point. aspire to. Yeah, I hadn't I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Don't don't take it personally. You know, it, it's not it's it's meant to be relatable. Um, mm-hmm. not to be like, you know, prescriptive. You know, right. Like, right. Cause that column did actually help me in some ways. I was like, Oh, you know, this person who's faster, more successful, whatever than I am, uh, they, they actually build a lot more rest into their program than I, mm. thought, you know, if I had to like guess how they were training or, Oh, they don't do their long runs any faster and harder than I do. Maybe I'm okay. Right where I am. Um, there you go. The whole thing is like an era I would never want to go back to. I love Strava. I love being able mm. to know what people actually are doing rather than yep. what they're claiming to do or, you know, hope to do or wish they could do. Um, so, but yeah, e- either way, you just, you got to free yourself from that comparison trap and realize that, you know, the best way for you to train is the way that keeps you healthy, sane, happy, you know, those, those things are as important as successful uh, or they're part of success. You know, being, being happy and healthy is, is a big part of being successful as a runner. Absolutely. That story, telling that story got me all, all like hot and bothered here. <laughs> I hadn't really thought about that in a long time, but I'm telling Rem- you, it was a traumatic experience every, every month to say. Like, oh, wow. Oh, it sounds like it. Oh. <laughs> because we just didn't get doses of that stuff very often you know now you can go to Strava you could spend all day on Strava following you know your your favorite athletes your friends your yes whatever you know you could you could literally do it 24 7 if you felt like it but back then right. it's got these tiny little tidbits it's like you know, right but of course people can still selectively share and hide other things oh, and you don't yeah. necessarily see all the recovery they're doing uh-huh. so that's right as with everything uh, bring, bring a healthy dose of skepticism and, 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 uh, 
and confidence that you the the right training for you is uh, is the one in your training plan. Wow. And with that, I think we're ready for our halfway check-in. No way. Are we really already halfway? We done? are. That is amazing. Time flies when you're telling stories from the 80s, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) All right, halfway through, it is time for our check-in. And you guys are absolutely crushing this. I just, I just love when I see runners out in the park or, you know, along the river, they just look so smooth. So that's how I'm picturing you guys, just looking smooth, just really flowing. Um, you're in a groove, you have, you know, you've got a few miles under your belt, a few more to go, and you're just kind of really, really feeling your fitness. Um, what, we are, what, 14 weeks out now? Holy mackerel, it's, we're into August already, I can't believe it. And just, you know, the fitness is building, we're not, we're not like, in sight of the finish line yeah you know we're on that training journey uh, but really really starting to feel our fitness grow our confidence grow so just keep all those things in mind and remember in this run and on all your runs just run the mile you're in that's a cliche but i think it bears repeating um, wherever you are, that's that's where you are, and just run that mile. So just kind of zen out at this point in the run. Um, you know, keep in touch with your body. Make sure you're hydrating regularly, fueling, as Coach Josh mentioned earlier. And just you guys, you have got this. I am just really blown away. That's right. Run the mile you're in. I I use that uh, very often for myself and uh, those I coach. So thank you for sharing that. Good reminder. So we are talking about recovery and recovery mindset. Um, The idea that um, recovery won't necessarily just happen. You have to plan for it the same way you plan for um, your training. And, and sometimes, um, you have to be flexible and, and take recovery. Um, maybe when you didn't expect to have recovery and I have, I have many, many stories or many experiences with that. And just recently in, in the past few weeks, Mm -hmm. um, some different kind of surprise injuries coming up for me, um, air, you know, weather and air quality when that wasn't great to run in. Um, yeah, yeah, we've had that in all parts of the country and exactly. parts of the world. That's been a real factor. And I think will continue to be, I, unfortunately, I think so. And, um, and so I made the decision just recently, I, I had a long run planned and I went out, I wasn't feeling it. I saw, um, I do, I do check my heart rate, um, on my watch mostly to see, uh, especially for easy days. Um, but also for the start, some, usually the start of like a long run just to see, Oh, am I, am I doing too much, um, too soon? Right. Um, and I did see, I was, and I felt it and I saw I was working much harder than I expected to be and want and wanted to be at that point. Yeah. And, um, and I called it, I called it a day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think after, and I, and I think I wanted to be out for maybe two hours and I called it a day after 
40 minutes. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so I wasn't planning and I didn't want to take a recovery day. Um, but I made the decision in the moment that that was going to be the best thing for me. Good for you. And, and do you think it was the best thing? I do. Yeah. I really do. And, um, and I worried in the moment and I worry, I had that thought of like, Oh, is this gonna, is this gonna make it harder for me, you know, to push through a tough workout oh, next week? Yeah. And, you know, I had that, I had that moment of like doubting myself mm-hmm. and, and I, and I just decided, no, like this is, this is the right decision for me today. And it has no impact on my mental toughness to get through a tough workout next right, week. Right. That, and is, so that's a great story. Yeah. Sorry. What were you going to say? No, no, no. Um, and, and I, and I think that that is, I think how we frame it, mm-hmm. I mean, certainly for myself, how I frame things like that, mm-hmm. um, is so important because, I've been there where, um, something like that happens and, and I, and I can really sort of get down on myself and let it sort of get to me. And, and then I can start to kind of go into this place of like, well, maybe I, maybe I can't do this marathon. Maybe I just need to, maybe I just need to try again another year or, or a different marathon or my goal. I can't hit my goal and I need to, and to cut way back. And so I, I think the mindset having the right mindset can help us going down that sort of negative uh, place. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the self-doubt does happen. You know, it's normal. It's human to, to feel mm. that way, to not feel a hundred percent. Like, am I doing the right thing? Um, you know, so accept that if those, if you have those feelings, when, when you do make a decision to, to pivot, to, you know, build more recovery in that, you know, there might be a little voice in your head saying, you know, and it's the same voice that will be saying, oh, you should have studied harder for the algebra exam, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which I'm not trying to knock studying for algebra exams. (laughs) That's right. Very important. Yeah, you got it. You got to do the work. Yeah. You got to do the work. But yeah, that voice might be saying, oh, you know, you're wimping out, whatever. But you know how you're supposed to feel coach job, mm-hmm. you know, you, you've mm-hmm. been doing this a while and, and you know that you are a tough, gritty runner and that, mm-hmm. you know, when you're at mile 24 of the marathon and you're like, Oh, I'm really tired. You're going to keep going at that. Mm-hmm. Point. You're not going to, you know, say, Oh, I'm going to take a little bit of recovery right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And, and that, that comes with experience, you know, that comes yes. with, uh, you know, over time. And, you know, so those, those of you out there who are doing, uh, preparing for your first marathon, you know, it, it, it may feel harder to have that confidence at this point, but yeah, you know, it's trust yeah. yourself, just trust yourself. A hundred percent. I totally agree with you. It comes from experience. Partly it also comes from education and that's, that's what we're here, here providing you with. And, and I mean, I, at least for me personally, very impactful for me was, um, learning about the research again, we, we've been talking about the research a little bit, um, today and, and, um, in particular about recovery. Um, but there is plenty of research out there and you alluded to this as well. Um, what the, what the top athletes do and 
even though we just talked about don't, don't go out and copy what the elite runners are do do as far as you know how many how many miles they're running per week and their pace and their but do listen to what they do as far as say the proportion of easy runs to hard runs right and the vast majority for most of the top athletes and this is in in not just running in other sports as well the vast majority of their workouts are at an easy uh level yeah effort level it is 80 exactly and and there's some where it's even higher than 80 percent so think about that 80 percent of the volume meaning the hours or the minutes or the miles that they're putting in every week is for them at an easy level Right, um, right. That's so important. Like, you know, when you when you hear that they're, you know, running like seven minute miles, now that for them is easy. Yes. You know, and, right. and that just is a fact. You know, they are mm-hmm. there, they are, you know, uh genetically gifted. They, you know, have been doing this for a really long time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when you see that they ran ten miles at seven minute pace, you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that right. them, that's that's recovery you know when they're when you're training 120 130 miles a week which is what they do to to compete you know in the mm-hmm. olympic marathon uh and you know other other world-class events like the tcs new york city marathon you know they'll they'll go way north of 100 miles a week so yeah a 10 mm-hmm. mile run at seven minute pace is a recovery run for them and mm-hmm. You know, that that's just a fact. And, you know, it doesn't doesn't it means that they're they're faster runners than we are. But it doesn't mean that, you know, that run is stressing them out in the same way it might stress us out. So that's right. Important to keep that yeah. In and, and I think a, a few other examples actually I can share is, well, the, the example I already shared. Right. Like I knew when I was cutting that run short, I knew that what that meant is that the next long run I was going to do, which unfortunately probably wasn't going to happen for another week almost just because of my schedule, was going to be much better because Mm -hmm. I wasn't dragging myself through two miserable hours um, when I wasn't feeling right and and the conditions weren't right. Um, Another example I can share is that I have... Uh, in the last month or so, been been running um, with a stroller um, with with my uh, baby um, in the stroller, and um, you know sometimes we're out there so so she can nap, and and it's sometimes you know it's just kind of the 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 only way for me to get my run in that day, yeah. um, and then I just had this sort of light bulb moment where I was like, oh, these this is the perfect way to run my easy runs and make sure I don't go too fast. Oh yeah. And it's like, yeah, the pace is fast with a kid in the stroller and uh, yeah, yeah, that that's good. Yeah. The pace is significantly slower than I would normally do for an easy run. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's, I, I, I've, I'm, I'm, I've reframed it to think of it as like a gift almost of like, Oh, let me, let me see how this works for me. Because if I really take these recovery runs even slower than I normally do, I think I'll have better workouts on my other days. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, that's that's really important. Yeah, no, I, I like the examples that you've shared, and I like uh, you know you've you've mentioned uh, the research a couple of times, and I, I know you're really nerdy about research, which is oh great. yes, um, but it's it's awesome that that so much of this research is is super accessible, and uh, you know mm-hmm. if you if you just Google something like you know recovery after long runs or you know mm-hmm. easy day easy running days something like that. Um, just you're just a few clicks away from getting you know to the actual peer-reviewed uh, you know studies that that are published in uh, sports medicine journals. So you know and and you know it's a little bit science ease. It's a little bit you know scientific. You know there's the methodology and the you know whole mm-hmm. analysis and the conclusion. Um, and I you know when I dive into that stuff, I usually don't read every, you know, like how they did the study. I kind of read the, uh, you know, the, the abstract and then the, the conclusion, yeah. you know, that all that stuff is there, you know, this stuff is scientifically yeah. proven um, and it is fascinating, you know, so, and, it, and like I said, it's accessible, you know, it's really only just a few clicks away yeah. from Googling, you know, recovery runs or something like that. So it's, it's fun to be nerdy. True. It is. <laughs> I love it. I'm glad you love it too. I do. Um, So, yeah, yeah, I mean, just to summarize a couple different ways to to sort of implement a recovery mindset. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, one thing which I I sometimes will do is actually split a longer run um, into a morning and an evening run. And that may sound like a lot for... For in many cases, it's just not feasible for a schedule reason, but it actually is a way to do the same amount of miles um, with a, a, a lower sort of total load or stress on the body. Oh, um, cool. So, like if you're if you have like five miles on the schedule, you would do you know two and a half in the morning and two and a half in the evening, that sort of thing. Yes, exactly. Um, and I would usually kind of use it if if I had like a sort of midweek longer sort of like medium long run or something. Um, exactly. Yeah. Like four in the morning, four in the evening, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And just to like, like you said, reduce the, the, the load, you know, because a four mile run is, you know, sort of easier Two four mile runs can feel easier than one eight mile run. That's right. And you have that recovery in the middle of the day. Um, yeah. And so that's, you have to take twice as many showers. That's I'll just mention that that is true. That is true. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a a nice benefit. You could look at it that way. Yes. Yes. We do love showers. Showers are amazing in so many ways. But we want to conserve water. So, you know, it's pros and cons here. Uh Um, (laughs) It is actually time for, and I know we'll have more tips to to share shortly, um, but it's time for our next check-in 45 minutes into your long run. I just want to say you're giving yourselves a huge advantage on race day uh, because you're here learning how to train and how to race um, your best, how to race smart. Um, so uh, my suggestion here for, for your long run today um, is to run strategically. So if you're on a hilly course, if you're on a course with any hills, um, don't overdo it on the uphills today. You want to try to run as efficiently as possible. 
Um, and that and that is usually the advice for the marathon as well. So um, don't overdo it on the uphills. Your pace is probably going to slow a little bit and use the downhills to pick up a little speed while keeping your effort uh, steady and, and pretty consistent. So um, we wanna have more of a consistent effort throughout our long run rather than these huge peaks and valleys um, in effort. All right, so keep running smart, running strategically, and you will be so prepared for your race day. Love it, absolutely. Gosh, I can't believe we're like 45 minutes in. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, I have just a little more advice and, of course, a story to share. Mm-hmm. Recovery mindset. So we've been, yeah, we've been using that word mindset a lot. And I think it's a super important word. Uh, but the question I get a lot from coaches and I've asked it myself is, you know, what does it actually feel like? to feel recovered? And that's, mm. you know, a really good question. It's, um, it's not an easy question to answer because, you know, it's like, what is the color red? You know, like, am I experiencing the color red the same way you're experiencing the color red? <laughs> am I experiencing feeling recovered the same way you're experiencing feeling recovered? What? Should Ooh, these are the deep questions here. I, I love it. Really existential <laughs> here. Sorry. <laughs> but that's it's great. It's, it's important and, you know, it's, it, and it's kind of unanswerable. You know, I don't know exactly how you feel in your training coach, Josh. You know, I don't know exactly how uh, any of these individual runners feel. You know, I just know how I feel. Um, and so, you know, it's a little bit of you'll develop a sense of it over time. And you used the phrase a few minutes ago, and I think it's so important, trust the process. You know, there is sort of a little bit of a leap of faith. It's like, you know, just follow your, your schedule and it has recovery built in. So you will be recovered from your hard efforts. If you, you know, if you allow yourself to be through your training, but I do remember again, going sort of back into my, my history when I was, um, you know, aspiring to be a, a world-class runner and, and competing at the professional level. Um, there was a very, very deep fatigue that I would feel, um, you know, on the days that I had my, my hard workouts, you know, so after the hard workouts and, you know, it was like, wow, (laughs) that flight of stairs. Ooh, that's really hard. Mm. Sometimes sort of mental tasks would feel really hard. It's like, Oh, you know, I've got to order lunch. There's so many steps involved in this process. (laughs) (laughs) Not even make lunch, just order it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Right. But, uh, you know, and I would be like, okay, you know, when that, that sort of mental fatigue and physical fatigue where, you know, a flight of stairs just looks so daunting and feels so daunting, when that starts to dissipate, you know, when it's like you just walk up the stairs because that's what you have to do to get to the, you know, the, the upstairs of your house or whatever, um, when that dissipates, then then you're recovered. So, you know, mm-hmm. to yourself, definitely, again, this is another thing that you guys can talk to your coaches about. Um, and, you know, I would also encourage people to keep a training log, um, you know, more mm-hmm. than like recording your mileage and your, your pace and that sort of thing. Um, keep notes on how you feel and, um, you know, look back on those notes and they'll, they'll really help, help you, um, you know, sort of get in touch with what, what recovery feels like, like how you feel after your long run versus how you feel two days later, you know, when you've had 
good sleep, which you mentioned before, um, good rehydration, good refueling, um, you know, less, less stressful running, either no running, you know, just a little bit of cross training or uh, yeah. rest days or just real easy runs. Um, there should be a real discernible physical and, and as I mentioned as well, mental um, aspect, you know, to a difference yeah. rather to how you feel right afterwards versus how you feel kind of a couple of days later, two to three days later when you're ready for your next workout. So that's a little bit like touchy feely and, um, you know, a little bit like, I can't tell you exactly how you're supposed to feel. Um, a few things that I, I did used to notice back in the day when I overtrained, which is always an occupational hazard of, of at yes. any level, but especially, you know, um, you know, when you're doing like super, super hard workouts and when you're really like in the thick of your marathon training, um, if I wasn't recovered, I would sometimes have trouble sleeping, which is paradoxical. Mm. It's like, I'm so tired, but why can't I sleep? And studies have actually shown that, that a sign of, you know, um, physical overtraining is um, insomnia, um, restless mm. sleep. Um, and I don't know the physiological reasons for that. They, ha I think they have to do with like hormone levels and, you know, mm. cortisol and things like that. You're actually, you know, your body is under stress when it's overtraining. Yes. So it's secreting, I think it's cortisol. I think that's the uh, hormone yeah. that can, so. can really whack out your sleep. So if you're just not sleeping well, and that's sort of a new thing for you, you know, if you're not like chronically um, affected by insomnia, you know, maybe, maybe you're not allowing for enough recovery. Um, appetite disturbances, either, you know, you're, you're not hungry when you kind of should be, you know, cause you're doing a lot of miles or yeah. um, you're just like hungry all the time, you know, just like never feeling satisfied from even though you're feeling feeling yourself well um mm -hmm. and gi disturbances that's that's another one you know just like constantly sort of running to the bathroom or you know just feeling like sort of that sour stomach feeling so those are all signs of of overtraining and inadequate recovery are there others that you can think of coach josh if you've ever been in a overtraining situation or you know a, a situation where you're not recovering mm -hmm. or anything that runners that you've coached have, have mentioned to you over the years? Well, I think certainly, um, all of those are, are very applicable and, and they are, I would say common on sort of a spectrum too, right? Yeah. It's like, um, you, you may still experience some of those things on within, let's say a more normal range or that's not yeah. like necessarily like um, it's on a spectrum, right? So, so yeah. you, you, you may have some, I like, I personally, after like a really long run, really hard long run, um, I, I often do have trouble sleeping mm -hmm. that night mm -hmm. and that doesn't necessarily mean for me that all of my training is too much, but it certainly means I need to treat that long run seriously. Yes. And as far as the recovery. And so I'm not just going to go be like cavalier and be like, yeah, tomorrow I'm going to do another hard workout. Like mm -hmm. that's, that's going to get me, put me at risk of getting to a trouble spot. And I think another, you know, clear indication of overtraining, um, gone, gone too far is, um, injury. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That those just little niggles, you know, not, not like a, you know, sort of career threatening injury, but just like, 
Yeah. It's always something, you know, if it's not my ankle, it's my knee or my hip or my yeah. hamstring. And yeah, if you just feel like you're always battling something, yeah. look at, look at trying to incorporate a little bit more recovery into your program. That's, that's an excellent sign of potential, potential overtraining and, and under yes. recovery. And the point you made about the spectrum is absolutely, yeah. You know, we all occasionally have trouble sleeping, you know, um, and that's because we're stressing ourselves, you know, the, yes. the, the work that we're doing is stress um, and, you know, allowing ourselves to recover reduces the stress or manages the stress. It doesn't necessarily completely eliminate that. So, you know, don't worry every time you know, you have like a little bout of diarrhea that, you know, your training has like gone to heck. It, it happens. Mm-hmm. But, but just be aware of these things. You know, it's all, it, it, it all is part of the, the formula, sort of like just trying to walk, walk the line here with, with our training. Yeah. You know, be aware. Okay. Yeah. You know, I didn't sleep well that night after my long run. You know, want to make sure that I'm really, really doing everything I can this next 24 hours or whatever to, to facilitate my recovery and then pay attention to how you sleep the following night. You know, if you're kind of back to normal, you know, that, you know, the recovery is working because the recovery, that is where the fitness gains happen. You know, you are, your body is absorbing the stress that you put it under and it's coming back stronger, but it can't get stronger if you don't allow it to recover. So that's why it's so, so, so important. Yeah, we can't say that enough. And I think mm-hmm. stress has such a negative connotation currently and recently and for mm-hmm. good reason, too much stress, too much stress is not good. But um, you know, we we say stress and that doesn't mean like, oh my gosh, like, well, let me make sure every run is easy. Um, stress is is normal um, in life and especially, you know, in running and, and, and in any, anything where I think we're trying to push ourselves and grow, um, it's, it's about managing it and basically balancing it with enough recovery. Um, and again, research shows this again and again and again. So, um, don't stress about the stress, right? Right. Like the stress is going to, is, is there. Um, and it, so it's like if you need to rephrase it as um, work, I don't know. You know, I'm yeah, just no, thinking that's, here. That's like, really if really important, if stress is a bad word for you, you know, you could think of it as like, okay, work, great, okay. So I balance work with, um, you know, rest and play. Um, and so, like, you know, if that's helpful for you, you can do that. But just, um, yeah, it is. It is. It's this balance, balancing act. And we're all, we're all only human. You know, it's been really, really fascinating to me to watch the Olympics these last couple of weeks. And, and I'm mm-hmm. excited that uh, they're wrapping up with, you know, the marathons this weekend. Um, yes. So exciting. But yeah, you know, just listening to the interviews with the athletes, reading their stories, following them in social media, you know, they experience stress too. You know, I think uh-huh. sometimes we think, oh, you know, they, their lives are just a fairy tale. You know, all they mm. do is like train and get massages and, you know, put their feet up and not, not the case at all. You know, they, right. you've been there. Uh, <laughs> I haven't been to the Olympics as a, as an athlete, but, uh, That's right. but yeah, I've been at, at, at that high level and yeah, yes. they, they have stresses as well. And yeah, a lot of reframing, you know, like look at it as opportunities um, but again, you know, we keep coming back to this, um, celebrate the recovery as well, you know, as, as the athletes, uh, 
wrap up their events and their competitions, you know, I, I imagine them, you know, really being like, ah, oh, now I can really recover. <laughs> like yeah. they build it into their training, you know, so every week they have, you know, plenty of recovery time, but then after, you know, a big competition and, and there's not much bigger competition than the Olympics, then, uh, they, uh, you know, they, they, they kind of go on vacation as well, yeah. but, yeah. uh, we're not there yet. We're going to be there in uh, early November or whenever, uh, uh-huh. whenever our, our big events happen this fall. But um, yeah, that's, that's something to look forward to that, that big recovery that happens yes. after the, uh, after the big event. So much that's, deserved. That's, and much and, deserved. Exactly. And so, so great that you mentioned the mental component as mm-hmm. far as, you know, that sign of like, Oh, ordering lunch. You know, just, just ordering delivery is just so difficult right now because we might, we might dismiss that as something else or maybe, maybe like some like slight mood changes, maybe a little grumpiness or something, Yeah, you know, that's, I would say pay attention to that for sure because that's also telling you something. It's telling you that it's reminding you mm-hmm. that running and hard work, uh, you know, stress, it, 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 it takes a toll on our, on our brains as well. Um, you know, we're thinking our way through these long runs as well Mm -hmm. as, uh, muscling our way through it Mm -hmm. with our legs. So um, pay attention to that because like, that's another sign of like, like you said, you knew 12 hours, like, let me take it easy for these 12 hours. And, and if I'm still feeling like I can't order food after 12 hours, okay, I need to take some extra recovery. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The, the grumpiness. <laughs> you haven't seen grumpy until you've seen me at the end of a, of a long run where I either didn't fuel adequately or, you know, uh, tried to bump up the, the mileage a little bit too quickly or, you know, all the, all the things that we fall prey to. But I think That's everyone, right. everyone can relate to being hangry after, yes. after a hard workout. Coming up next week are stories of grumpiness and hangriness. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I could go on an hour would not be anywhere near enough time for me to, to share all my stories of grumpiness. So. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Well, uh, well a good note to end on because we are yes. rapidly approaching the, uh, the, the one hour mark. I cannot believe it. This has been amazing, and uh, you guys are crushing it, crushing it, crushing it. That's right. Another great long run. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are nearing that 60-minute mark of your long run. So if you have just finished up, congratulations. And if you still have some more miles or kilometers to run, good luck. You have got this. I'm Coach Gordon. And I'm Coach Josh. We'll be back next week on NYRR Coaching Lab Long Run Radio. Bye for now. Bye-bye.